Uh, well, one of the um, one of the members of the Siegel family that's uh, relatively well known to this audience, maybe not as well known as some of the others, but certainly on the well known side, is here visiting us this morning. That would be Yosef Siegel. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Are you aware of the fact that your uh, your brother actually subbed this summer during a JM and the AM morning? Are you aware of that? Uh, where was I? I was. Um I was somewhere in Israel, and I had found out that he that he'd sub for you, so I immediately turned on the app and listened to it. <laughs> what do you think? Did a great job. So he, meaning Benjamin Siegel, might be even more familiar to this audience than you are. You're up there. Well, You're yes. up there in terms of familiarity. Correct. I mean, but because you've visited us many times. Yes. But he might be even more familiar to this audience. Yes. Benjamin did a great job. Yeah, he liked it, huh? Mm-hmm. Great job. How did you decide on that for breakfast this morning? I'd like to know. I mean, I was I was going to go to the uh, convenience store across the street until I got here this morning and discovered that they'd closed down. <laughs> right. So then I went to the local coffee shop and bought a Nesquik because that was the only thing that they had. That Is that a high-quality breakfast, a bottle of Nesquik? Is that a... I don't, I don't think my grandmother would be too impressed. But. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, today's a big day. Are you aware of this? Uh, yes. Today is the birthday of a very important lady out there in our audience, uh, Mrs. Gail Weintraub. Oh, so I'm sure you want to take this opportunity to give her a heartfelt uh, happy birthday, no? Um, as I as I call her Bobby, uh, Bobby, right. I wish you a very happy birthday and many more. There you go. Mrs. Weintraub, world's number one mother-in-law. And uh, a very special happy birthday to you from all of us at JM and the AM. Along with um, my my grandmother, another shout out to uh, a so called brother, Jonah Gantra, who's listening in right now. Is Jonah tuned in? He is. Is it his birthday today? Uh, is it happy uh, birthday, Jonah! I can't believe it. I don't think Nobody even told me. Birthday, oh, it's no. not his birthday? No. Let's make it his birthday. Let's make it a big celebration. All right, it's Jonah's birthday. Let's head to Bergen County and take him out for today and make him feel great. Jonah's actually heading on a plane now. Really? He's heading to Texas. Interesting. Yeah. A vacation, a business meeting. What's the uh, What's he, the point of the journey? He really told me that he just wanted to uh, comment on the app saying, I'm listening from Texas, so that's the only reason he's going. <laughs> that's his dream. Why huh? do you think I went to Israel for the summer? <laughs> just to let people know that you were listening from Israel? I commented on the app listening from Bay Challenge. <laughs> there you go. That's right. All right, so Yosef Siegel's here, and he has just returned from a successful Camp Misora and Nala program in the Holy Land. We'll introduce her by Weinberg in a moment so we can thank him publicly because he did quite a job. Uh, how, what would you say to everybody, especially as you heard yesterday that uh, over 100 rockets since the end of the ceasefire uh, have already fallen in different areas of Israel? It's an experience you've had uh, during the summer. I'm sure the trip made you feel a little a little closer to your brothers and sisters in Israel. How would you, once you heard the news yesterday, what 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 came to your mind? What where did, where did you come back to uh, through your experience this summer? So, um, what's really what's really different, I say, I must say, is that you know before before you have an experience like this in Israel, you just see on your phone or you see on Twitter or you see on Facebook rockets fired in Israel. And you don't really know what that means because you know it just rockets fired in Israel. But I mean, as we'll get to soon, you know, Rabbi Weinberg are going to speak about some of our experiences in Israel with rockets. Um, it's just, it's a lot different, you know, to every time I see, yesterday I was downtown waiting on a line somewhere and I saw about a couple hundred rockets in the hour or two I was waiting on the line. And like every time you see a rocket, you just, you know, it hits you even harder. It's like, wow, you know, so many people just had to stop their days, take time out of their days and go into a bomb shelter. It gives you an appreciation for what our brethren in Israel are living with, huh? Uh-huh. 
on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the aforementioned are by Noam Weinberg, who leads the Camp Masora Nala trip to Israel for 10th grade boys every single summer, is with us live via telephone. Or by Weinberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. Boy, oh boy, I remember all the times we've spoken over the last... I remember when we first introduced the program here yep. on the radio. I remember you speaking to us from Beit Shemesh at the very beginning of the war, the first week of the camp program. Um, and, of course, not to make light of any of this, obviously safety and security was your number one concern, and everything was handled in a professional manner in that regard. But uh, the reality is that, uh, in some ways, it was unavoidable. The boys got through, or I should say went through, many different red alerts during the summer months, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I prided myself on um, and the program was that we didn't, run away we didn't hide we didn't we kept with the schedule um i wanted the boys to really experience israel and i told the boys on several occasions i said you know we don't just say imo anochi b'tzara as a a nice uh you know sentence that 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 kind of like uh, dissipates in the air we actually are imo anochi b'tzara when our brothers and sisters are running to bomb shelters in Beit Shemesh, we're doing the same thing when they're running to bomb shelters in tel aviv we're doing the same thing not that I want them to experience it per se, but I don't want them to change their entire routine. And they, and they took note of it, and they and they saw the way the Israelis are so amazing, and how they deal with these things. Siren you- goes off, everybody runs into a bomb shelter. Siren is finished. They wait there for a couple of minutes. They come out, and then once again, mothers are walking in the streets with babies. People are walking in the streets holding hands. Everybody's back to business as usual. And amazing thing and it's one of the things that i think we really should take pride in and i wanted the boys to experience that also and be part of that culture of recognizing the fact look ace of sona es yago that's not changing you know but we can't we can't hide under a rock for our entire lives because because terrorists want us dead and uh and i think we really uh you know we really had an amazing experience in light of in light of the uh unfortunate reality the, uh, you actually made an activity one of the days of cleaning out a bomb shelter, yes. right? Yes. So we we actually I actually um, I'm thankful to uh, Rabbi Michael Olshin, who's uh, um, the head of uh, of Torah Traga, who who's a friend of mine, who called me up and said, "Listen, if you uh, if you guys want to do some real chesed, the Irian Beit Shemesh is looking to uh, clean out some miklatim." So I said, "Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for those types of things." So he got us in touch with somebody from the Iria. And we, we cleaned out two different locations, which was amazing. Um, obviously, in typical Israeli fashion, people were screaming at us, are you touching our things, stop doing that, I want to see somebody from the area, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, needless to say, that night, an Azaka went off, and people called up the area, and they actually texted me saying that for the first time, they were able to go into a bomb shelter because of us. Right, they, they literally avoided going in because of yeah, that. Yeah, they weren't able, they weren't able to fit in. Yosef, which right. one were you in? Were you in the? Were you with me? I was with you. Do you, do you remember how disgusting that place? It was, was? terrible. It was, there was nowhere. There was nowhere even to move. It was. You can't even imagine because of the amount of stuff that was in it. It was. It, you'd think you, you'd think it would be required to keep that area clear. So so there is. It's it's actually illegal for them to do that. It's just not reality. Yeah, it's not reality. So when nothing's happening for like a year or two, people use that as like a dumping ground. Right. Understood. Rabbi Noam Weinberg with us live via telephone. Yosef Siegel is here. They were, of course, uh, integral parts of the Nala program with Camp Masora in Israel this summer. Um, 
So I, I asked you at some point, I don't know how many weeks it was into this whole thing. Uh, it was probably around the first time I got to Israel. Yeah, I think it, in fact, I think it was from Ben-Gurion. I think the first time I got to Israel, which was right after Shavasar Ratam was with Nefesh Benefesh, I was on the phone with you that morning. Remember, we thought there was a chance I'd come yeah. visit? Yeah. And I asked you in that conversation if you felt that the kids on the program had had any adverse effects uh, from being in all these red alerts, etc., etc. And you said something very interesting to me. You said, as far as you can tell, the only thing that was a consideration that affected anybody at all was that they were taking very short showers because nobody wanted to get stuck in the shower during a red alert. It's true. And the truth of the matter is, is that we actually, you know, I try, a, I try to... to help alleviate some of the stress with doing different things. So one of the things that we did this summer, um, you'll see if we'll remember, I gave the guys awards. There was always a guy that was in the bathroom when the red alert went off, and there was always a guy in the shower. So we gave the awards to, like, the bathroom guy and the shower guy. And every time something went off, there was a bathroom guy and there was a shower guy. I guess it's inevitable, huh? Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, it tells us how often these red alerts were coming, especially yeah. for a period of about a week. It seemed like it was really coming uh, uh, yeah. uh, strong and uh, and uh, um, fast and furious, that's yeah, the expression I'm looking for. All right, so aside from that, and we know that the, the red alerts were unfortunately a good part of everybody's summer in Israel, especially our brothers and sisters who go through it on a regular basis and are experiencing it again this week. Um, I, I heard that you were very adventurous this summer, things like um, repelling, uh, cliff diving, would that be accurate, uh, scuba diving? Uh, um, yes, that would be accurate. You did a lot of adventurous things. You know, there. A lot, I, like a, to, I like to push the envelope. Did, did, did parents know about this in advance or not? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I may have sugarcoated it a little bit, but, uh, but uh, you know, everything we do is obviously safe and uh, and secure. And um, but the guys absolutely loved it. I mean, we did we did some really really awesome repelling trips. We did one one in uh, Hari Sadom. Uh, down something called the Fox's Chimney. It's about, uh, say, 170 meters. Um, no, 170 feet. Okay. Uh, 170 meters would be really long. Right, that would uh, be 170 rough. feet down um, into an abandoned uh, salt mine that we repel down, and then we and then we crawl through the through the mine. That's a very long drop. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but it was really, really cool. We did another one up in uh, up in the Galil called Mara Hakeshet, which is beautiful. Um, that's a shorter drop, but then there's a little bit of a hike up. And we did. Now, Yosef, you did Nakika Shachor, right? I didn't. I did everything. You did. Everything. <laughs> you did everything. Yeah, Nakika Shachor is called the Black Canyon. I have yet to do it. Uh, not because I'm afraid, but because I usually take other guys who don't want to do that hike. Um, to a different to a different area, we go to Upper Nachal Zabitan in the Golan. But there, how many how many repellings did you do in Nakika Shachor? You did two, right? Yeah, two, two through waterfalls. Yes, with about five jumps. It's amazing. Yeah, Yosef's looking at the, the 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 expression when you mentioned the alternate trip. It seems like not too big of a deal for him. I know. <laughs> you know, like once you finish it, it's like. Wow. <laughs> I mean, sorry. my seven-year-old, my seven-year-old who's been doing this for three years, goes on every repelling trip. He's like, yeah, like what? What seven-year-old doesn't go repelling down 170 feet into an abandoned salt mine? <laughs> Unbelievable. I guess it all depends on your perspective, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Owen Weinberg is with us. A uh, an amazing Nala program. 
in Israel this summer, and um, Yosef Siegel here in our studio. Uh, was there a moment that was uh, that was in fact scary? Was there? What would you say what was the the most frightening moment of the summer? So it, uh, we had just arrived in Beit Shemesh on the first day, and uh, at night we all went out to uh, to town to buy whatever we wanted to. And um, so we, we met on uh, right in front of the yeshiva, about to go up to town. So we start walking, and as we're walking, I'm like, "Try by Weinberg, you know, being an American kid, like what happens within the next few minutes if a siren goes off?" <laughs> and he's like, "Eh, whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll run, we'll run somewhere." About three seconds later, <laughs> we hear a siren. My <laughs> Weinberg, I guess he didn't have a chance to go through the protocol by that yeah, point. You know what? Somebody somebody had told me that earlier that day a siren had, a siren had gone off. All right. Okay, fine. So a siren had gone off. But, you know, I guess it's part of part of what the reality is. So I said, well, what do you do when you walk if you're like not right? You're walking on the street so somewhere. I said, well, if you're near a car, you go next to the car and you lie down on the floor and you cover your head. Right. And if you're next to somewhere you can get under steps, go under the steps. So as we were walking, there were steps. So I quickly made the decision. We ran into somebody's courtyard. I don't even know whose it was. We all hid under the steps. And that's it. You stay there till it's all clear. Well, we stay. <laughs> Wow. You, st- you stayed there for a week. We stayed, well, <laughs> th- that first time. So I wasn't really aware of the fact that you had to stay under the steps or in the McClot for an additional 10 minutes. Right. So right after the siren finished, we walked out. And as we looked into the sky, we just saw, like, things exploding all over the place. Like, in the distance. Right. Um, no doubt but, the miracle of Iron Dome. Oh, it, it, that that... The creator of the Iron Dome must win, like, the Israel Award or something. That's for sure. More lives. Uh, also, Rabbi, with the Iron Dome, the next day we happened to oh, be... Oh, yeah. We Tough, were... Uh, yeah, yeah. We were, uh, yeah, we were water skiing in Tel Aviv. And in the middle, you know, towards the end of the trip, um, we see, you know, the siren goes off. And as the siren's going off, we see two... We thought they were rockets, which a minute later we discovered was the Iron Dome about, I'd say, a couple hundred feet to our left. So two Iron Dome uh, receptors were shot up and took out two rockets literally right in front of our faces. Videos of that or not? I'm sure someone has it. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. Now I just Could you imagine I just asked a teenager who was scuba diving, water skiing, rappelling, going into the salt mines, as you described, from hundreds of feet up, about the most uh, tense part of the... Summer experience, and of course he talks about the red alert. How do you like that? Unbelievable. Um, and that gives you a taste of what our brothers and sisters are going through this week as the rockets have uh, been firing over the last 24 hours and uh, red alerts are going off. Anybody who has the app, I'm sure you're you're hearing it now on a regular basis over the last 24 hours. And uh, we certainly have our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind during this time as it looks like we're heading toward uh, yet another Escalation. JM in the AM at 12 minutes before 8 o'clock. Um, by the way, did you, one of the things you did enjoy this summer is amazing weather compared to Camp Masora. What did you say, Jose? Uh, I did. Not, not to degrade the amazing people up in Guilford, New York, but very often, you know, rain and cold. You know how it is in this area during the summer. What happened was we did not see rain once this summer, and we had gone back to the dorm one afternoon, and someone said, as we left, it started to rain in the place we were. So Holy we God. did not Wait, see. Joseph, hold on one second. Do yeah. you know that on Shabbos morning when we were in Kibbutz Lavi? Yeah. Do you know it started raining? Holy cow! So I asked the guy. He said, "In 50 years, he's never seen it rain during the summer." <laughs> wow! It literally started raining. So all the I guess he, I, started running outside during davening. 
to, to look at the rain. I guess, I guess he heard you guys were from Camp Missouri, and all of a sudden the rain showed up. It was amazing. So I said, look, it should be Gishmei Bracha. That's, uh, yeah, amen to that. But I just thought it must have been amazing when you're looking at your phone in, you know, Guilford, New York, 48 degrees. Yeah. And, no, it was really nice. And you're enjoying uh, an amazing uh, God. God knows how perfect the weather was there. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, there were when we went down south, it got pretty hot. I mean, we we hit we hit temperatures when we did that Hari Sedom, um hike. I think it was 114 degrees. Wow! And then, Rabbi, also that night, we got back to the Masada Youth Hostel, and on my phone it said 117. Unbelievable. Are, are, <laughs> Are you able to stay hydrated in those conditions? Yes, yeah. every every hike will require to bring a certain amount of water. Unbelievable. And uh, That is not easy, that's for sure. All right, there you have it. Um, what's the story? Have you opened up registration for next year yet, Rabbi? We're opening it up soon. I'm in talks with, uh, with Ari and Joseph to, as to when we're going to uh, start sending out the emails, but um, we're looking forward to another amazing crop of guys. Well, this group of guys was really amazing. Yashikach to you. You did an amazing job and uh, certainly built a tremendous connection between a, uh, a nice group of boys and the Holy Land. Uh, anything you want to say about the Israel experience? Uh, yes. Um, just just to give everyone a perspective, you know, the 10th graders out there right now who are looking what to do this summer, uh, NALA includes literally everything. We do your, you know, we do your classic Yerushalayim tours, you know, the Western Wall tours, the Cheskiyot Tunnel tours, you know, we go to Independent Hall, we do, we do all that. But then, on the other hand, we, we go all the way up north, we're in hotels all the time, yeah, um, we're in a lot for four for four days, so we just, I mean, we, we do a little bit of everything. So it's uh, it's the program that gives you everything you want. All right, there you go. Thank you, Yosef. Very nice. Thank you, Yosef. Is right. A big thank you to Joseph and Ari. And uh, I was yeah. up I was up at camp on uh, on Monday. It was a little chilly, but as usual, they had an amazing summer up there. So I thank everybody at Camp Masora and a great idea to expand to Israel. For the tenth graders and Rabbi Weinberg, as I've told you many times, they found the right man to take care of this. So thank you very much. A big you. And I just want to just quickly thank um, Ari and Joseph for all of their support. They were absolutely amazing throughout this entire process, and they really gave me the freedom to do what we needed to do. And the parents, who were totally supportive um, and trusted me um, with the boys, and um, Baruch Hashem, I think we uh, we, we delivered. For yeah. Everybody. It worked out well. Kolakavo to you. Thanks for joining us and uh, Mazal Tov and another successful summer by Noam Weinberg, who you'll find at North Shore uh, during the year. He's in charge of the Camp Misora Nala program for 10th graders. They had an amazing summer and um, we thank him for joining us here at JM in the AM. Uh, so, has this experience been uh, one that has, has taken you uh, closer to Israel? Have you thought about. Um, your own relationship with the land of Israel after the summer experience? Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly. Um, just being there and uh, realizing that, you know, maybe maybe it is crazy that everyone wants the land you're in. You know, I the last night we were uh, we had a we had a concert with Chaim David, the the singer, and you just hear, uh, you know, you you just see everything. You see a church, you see a mosque, you see the hotel. You know, you just see everything in one spot, and you realize how. Everyone wants our land, so it's, I mean, it's incredible. It really is amazing. Um, I thank you, Yosef Siegel. I thank you. Thank you for giving us a nice report. My pleasure. Thank you for coming back and uh, conveying some of the amazing things about Israel to this incredible audience. My pleasure. And happy birthday to... Jonah and also... Um, <laughs> Jonah. Jonah just... <laughs> Whose text- birthday is it for real? 
Um, I don't think it's Jonah's. It's Bobby's birthday. Right. But Jonah texted me that it's his parents' uh, anniversary. So happy anniversary to the Gantros. There you go. All right. You see that? Happy anniversary. Eight minutes before 8 o'clock. This is JM in the AM.